Welcome to The Favorites. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. This is the Wednesday episode of The Favorites podcast, which can only mean I am going to be joined by my favorite person in the world, including possibly many days members of my own family. (laughs) Wow. Hold on. Before you even start talking, buddy, as you know... We have a gift for you. So here we go. That was the new theme music for bookmaker to the world, Mr. Bob Scucci. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I like it. That is incredible walk-up music. Listen, we put that to a vote on the Twitter, uh, and people weighed in. I got a lot of texts with people's opinions, and then uh, people weighed in by a two-to-one margin. They liked this theme music that we called Boomtastic. Um, They liked it better than, I think the other one was called like Rock Opera or Rock Drama. What I'm thrilled about is that... um, Last time we did this at ESPN, we did a vote, and we gave people options, and they chose the wrong one, and I had to overrule them. So I'm glad that the people made the right choice this week. <laughs> you didn't have to overrule them. You were going to pick this, this one anyway? Give the people what they want, as they say. Yep. And we're giving them boomtastic. I love it. Here's a question for you. If you were playing Major League Baseball, I know you were a, uh, an excellent baseball player when you were growing up, and then you, I believe you played at USC with Mark McGuire, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if it's not true, don't say it. Let's make that part of the legacy. Um, if you were playing at Yankee Stadium today, what would your walk-up music be? I know what mine would be. This came up the other night at dinner. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. I'd have, to th- I'd have to think about that one. Uh, you know, I... I I think I, I like that that song from the hang the movie The Hangover, uh, and I think it's by Usher. And uh, I, I know it might be a little dated, but I but I kind of like that one. I know you'd know it if you if you heard it. Are we looking it up? We're looking it up right now. What's it called? Yeah, yeah. It's just called Yeah. You know what mine would be? This came up the other night at dinner with, with my wife, but we'll assume that uh, that the people know what it is. Mine would be Crazy in Love by Beyonce and Jay-Z. The beginning of that song is so good when I uh, work out and I ride the elliptical in my house or do it at the gym at the hotel, wherever I'm at. Um, I will play Crazy in Love, and it will get me going. Like I feel like I could ride for hours, climb 50,000 steps. The beginning is amazing. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. amazing how some of that, that music can get you kind of pumped up and ready to go, huh? You know what else gets me pumped up? Winning. <laughs> Who'd you have? Well, last weekend, I had a crazy weekend. And I'm going to start writing about this on Sundays, and we're going to put this on Monday mornings on the Action Network. going to call it the Red Zone Diaries, Millman's Red Zone Diaries. Um, just a preview for people to uh, get excited about, but... My Sundays are crazy because uh, I get up super early and I go to Bristol, go to the studios in Bristol for ESPN, and I go in Sports Center, and I got to talk about games that I like or games that are sort of trending in a certain direction based on the market, all this kind of stuff. So this past weekend, I had uh, the Niners against the Chiefs. I had the Niners plus six and a half. Then I had the Saints plus uh, three against the Falcons, 
and I had the um, Redskins. Uh, I forgot what they went off at. Maybe it was plus two and a half, plus three uh, against the Packers. So I went two and one. And like my Sundays are so tense because you go on national television. I, I get texts from friends after, or like get tweeted at after, and like you're you're giving an opinion, right? And then I've given an opinion throughout the week, either on this podcast, we're in the super contest, I'm playing in a pick'em contest against my best friend. Like over the course of Sunday, I'm in knots, or I'm just taking a nap. But like. <laughs> It's a really exhausting day. And like every game, like every play, I'm watching Red Zone and it's like I'm standing in front of the television, um, trying not to be emotional, trying to set a good example for my kids. And uh, it doesn't always go very well. But this weekend, it went well, boasted by the fact, I think I won a little scooch roulette. Well, my team won too. So I don't I mean, we, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mean that I beat I you. I just mean, won. I mean that I. I mean that I I covered like I had the Colts. Ah, your scooch roulette pick yeah, one. My spe- yeah, my my scooch roulette pick one. Yep. I mean, you can see the pressure that I'm under. Like okay. I'm making picks all over the place, and like people tremendous. Are like, people are depending on me. Yeah, way more way more pressure than than me on a Sunday that you know has these, all, all this money hanging in the balance for for my job. Wow. <laughs> you know what I liked about that? Yeah, there's nothing riding on it except you know what. I liked uh, the deadpan delivery. It was like a very hot shiv right to my belly. I didn't even feel it. Right. You do have millions of dollars on the line every single weekend. I'm not going to deny that. You have a very high-pressure job for which you are very well compensated and live a fantastic life because for years you have proven that you can beat the market. You can be smarter than everybody else, which is why, by the way, you've been the subject of a best-selling book called The Odds, which you may or may not have written, and why you have your very own podcast. <laughs> on the same... Exactly. I, I, I like a podcast. I've signed several books this week. On the... Did you sign several <laughs> books this week? Oh, yeah. Every week. It's amazing. You know who doesn't sign books? Me. <laughs> Not a single person has asked me to sign a you, book. You don't sign your books? I've written seven, and I haven't asked. You don't have like a steady not stream a coming to your office? a single person has asked me to sign a book this year. That's what this world's come to. <laughs> That's what this has come to. I write this freaking book. I come up with this idea. I slave over it. I, like, all of this. All of this. And yet, because you've got a name like Scooch, and you laugh nicely, like, people ask you to sign the book. It's weird how it works out. It's bullshit. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I want my due. Yeah. I want yeah. my due. Maybe you should write another book. Oh, God. I don't have the time. It's too exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you write it. Oh, God. It's the last thing I need. <laughs> you getting credit for another book that I wrote. Are you ready to do these games, Scooch? <laughs> Are you ready to run through these? Let's roll. All right. Yeah. All right, brother. Yes. Let's do it. We got a Thursday night game. We got the L.A. Rams, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Minnesota Vikings. If there was ever a time to bet the Vikings, this is the week. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah. What do you think? I couldn't agree more. You know, the the, the line— I, I, it, 
initially there were some sevens popping out, and we went down to six and a half. And after after seeing the Vikings uh, just get destroyed by the Bills, you just have to believe that knowing that they were going to come off of a short week, that they were probably preparing for this game a little bit, a l- little overlooking of the Bills. Uh, they were clearly looking for looking to this game, uh, and then having lost the way they did, uh, you can believe that they're going to come out with all cylinders firing. I'm not saying that the, they're going to win the game, but to be getting six and a half points, uh, it seems like this this is going to be the play. Uh, you can't take too much into one bad game, and we say it all the time, and we mentioned it a little bit last week, where none of the teams that look as bad as they are are really that bad, and you know the, the good teams aren't as good as you think. The bad teams aren't as bad as you think. Um, you know, week four is kind of where you start to really uh, see the true colors of the team. So uh, uh, I, I would definitely favor the uh, the Vikings in this one. We're definitely going to need the Vikings in this one. I can tell you we're going to be rooting for them. Uh, the, the, the money's already coming in on the Rams. I don't have any, any sharp money on the Vikings yet, uh, but I'm sure we will. Uh, I don't think that the sharp guys are going to lay the six and a half and uh, the ticket count's already at 3-1, to one, uh, Rams to Vikings. How great was last weekend for you when you've got the Redskins winning outright, you've got the Patriots losing, you've got the Vikings getting killed. Um, like, I think you might have lost a little bit of money on the Rams. You probably lost a little bit of money on, um, on the Chiefs. But, Jesus, you raked it in last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that weekend. If we can have a few more of those the rest of the year, that'd be just fine by me. <laughs> you know what you didn't have to do last weekend? You didn't have to last what? weekend. You didn't have to last weekend. Call anybody up and say, imagine how much worse it, couldn't have been, it could have been if I didn't make these moves early in the week. Oh, that sucks. You know what I mean? I hate having to do that. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I hate that. I hate that for you. I yeah. Do. All right, Chicago Bears, three-point favorites uh, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Boy, this is an interesting one. They are at home. Buccaneers lose last night, but they make it a game at the end. Uh, We don't even know, is Jameis Winston playing? Is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to play? Can you depend on the Bears after the first 15 plays? Like, I was on the cards last weekend, and uh, Josh Rosen threw a pick six to almost give the Bears a backdoor cover, if not for an offsides call. Um, I had bet Tom Waddle, who is a radio personality in Chicago, played for the Bears. I go on his radio show, and I was all over the Cardinals. He was all over the Bears. And the week before, I was all over the Seahawks, and he was all over the Bears. So this week, I I owed him, like, I don't know, a case of wine or something. And he was going to have to send me deep-dish pizza. He let me go double or nothing. And before the pick six, I texted him and been like, you know, phew. And then I knew I made a mistake. And if not for that offsides penalty, I'm like, <laughs> I'm two cases of wine into Waddle right now. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's he like in this one? Does he like the Bears? We haven't talked about it yet. That's a good question. We're going to talk about it on Friday. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Suspense. Who do you yeah. like in this one? Well, you mentioned the Keith, uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, obviously he was having a great time the first couple of weeks uh, going into uh, the game against Pittsburgh. They came down to reality a little bit, couple turnovers. Uh, they did make it a game 
uh, late late in the game. Uh, but I, I think they got exposed a little bit. Uh, you know, people thought the Steelers weren't as good as they as they really are. So uh, that was actually a big game for the house too. That line moved. We we hung the Steelers minus three, and it closed the uh, Buccaneers minus one and a half. So a four and a half point line move there. Uh, I, I think this game is going to be similar to the fourth quarter of, of the Steelers uh, Buccaneers game, where it's going to come right down to the wire. The Bears have been playing all their games really tight. They're all coming down to the wire. They play close to the vest. Um, and I, I favor Chicago in this one. The line is three. I would imagine if the sharp guys can't come in on this game, they would probably take the the three with the Buccaneers rather than lay the three. But I, I really feel that this is a solid number here. Don't know if Winston's coming back or not. I mean, he's he's served his suspension, but uh, how do you not go with Fitzpatrick? So this is going to be inter- interesting to play out the rest of the week. I, I think if we see that Winston's going to be playing, this line will go up. So it's kind of one of those situations where – uh, we know what we get with uh, Fitzpatrick. We're not. We don't know what we're going to get with with Winston here. So uh, I, I think three is a good number, though. You mean it'll go up? The Bears will be favored by more. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on this game yet. I don't really know what to say about it. Um, the Colts Texans game is really interesting to me. Uh, what did you open at, and what are you at now? Uh, we opened three on the Colts. And we're at one and a half now. So you've had money coming in on the Texans. Yeah. And and this one I did not understand. I really like this Colts team. Um, we talked about it last week. You actually played them even in your, your scooch roulette pick against the the, the Eagles. They, they actually look pretty good. Um, I've, I've been kind of uh, uh, impressed with uh, the games, even in their losses. I, I said last week that uh, they were a little bit better than than people thought, and give Andrew Luck uh, some some time to come back after missing so so much time the last couple of years. Um, so coming into this game, I was really I, I thought if anything the line would go up. Uh, the Colts minus three. So the, the the sharp guys are seeing something here that that we're just not picking up on. We're not seeing. Um, maybe they feel that this is the game that Houston's defense uh, shuts down luck. But uh, um, I don't mind needing the Colts in this one. It looks like the public is on the Colts. So the, the ticket counts about three to one Colts to Texans. But again, that, that sharp money, um, which last week there was a lot of games the sharp guys were on. They, they, they won more games than they lost. So uh, they, they might be on a roll here. And they're on the Texans. This really doesn't make any sense to me. I saw this game, uh, when I saw it on Sunday night, I saw the Colts as two-and-a-half-point favorites, and I will say that I bet it immediately um, because I thought it was going to go up. And I'm getting, to me, what has looked like the significantly better team uh, that has played better teams in closer games, and it doesn't make sense to me that this line has moved in the other direction. What could the professionals possibly be seeing in the Texans right now, did they feel like their defense started to come around? J.J. Watt started to get some pressure on the ball. They felt like uh, maybe Deshaun Watson started to get some of the rust off from his knee injury against the Giants. But they were out of that game the whole time. They were not in that game. Whereas the the Colts, like, their defense is just better than people think. You know, they're middle of the pack, but 
that's so much better than where they were going to be, which was historically bad. They have really good young linebackers and who fly to the ball, and they're fast. And I've seen this team play the Bengals, where I think they could have won if not for that fumble in the first game. Uh, they beat up on the Redskins, who then beat up on the Packers. And they had a chance to beat the Eagles, um, if not for sort of an 11-minute drive by the Eagles that included a couple of bad penalties, some of those roughing the passer penalties, and um, they were threatening like at the end of the game in the la- in the final seconds. I don't see it. Of course I'm on the Colts in this game. Absolutely. I, I, and I couldn't agree with you more, and I, I don't mind needing, needing the Colts here. It's always different when you when you get a, a an interdivisional g- game like like this that uh the, the team step it up and play a little bit uh, a little bit harder they, they they take the game a little they know that it's the um it means a little bit more so they they amp it up a little bit but i don't i i just don't see it and the public doesn't see it so um maybe you and i just uh, became part of the public or maybe the sharps are getting stupid I don't know. It's not like you to lay a bad number. I'll tell you that. No way. I don't lay bad numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they've always nope. said about me. Don't lay bad numbers. Dallas minus three over the Detroit Lions, the resurgent Detroit Lions who beat up on the Patriots. This was a game. There were a couple lines last weekend where I was just so disappointed in myself because I like just didn't follow sort of the basic principles that I always follow, which are... I didn't I didn't take the big number in the Bills Vikings. I just didn't bet the game. And I didn't take the big home dog in the Lions. I didn't bet the game. And like I always preach you got to do it every time, right? Like cuz then you're going to miss the time when you know it wins because you're nervous and you're not playing sort of what you believe. And I didn't play what I believed and I didn't bet the Lions and that was a mistake. And if you remember we talked about that 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 separates a lot of the professional betters from the recreational betters in that they take a team like the Lions and never bat an eye. It's yep. an it's an automatic take. Maybe they don't even watch the game. They just it's just an automatic. Same thing with the Bills. Uh, anytime you get close to a 17 point underdog, you just take it. I think the fact that the Lions were playing the Patriots was the thing. Had it been any other team for you, and you probably would have been the same, where you just take that that six and a half at home. But it, just because it's the Patriots and they still have that legacy and that, that you know that thing about them that it's hard to bet against them. Uh, but uh, recently, it's uh, you know we're starting to see all those chinks in the armor, so it's getting easier and easier to to, to bet against them. Yeah, right. So what do you think of this game? We got the Cowboys as three point yeah. favorites. Well, the only thing in this one, so so these teams were kind of evenly matched in all of the the metrics that that we've been using, and uh, the the thing about the Cowboys is the the, the lack of public appeal now that we're seeing. Uh, here's a team that just a lot of the line making is just based on the fact that we know a lot of the public is going to bet them, and they have really gotten off of this team after week one. Uh, they they saw kind of a lackluster performance uh, against the, the Giants. Uh, they saw a lackluster offense. The offense could not move the ball against Seattle. So uh, even though the Lions came up with that big win against the, uh, um, the, the Patriots, I think the public doesn't like either one of these teams, and we're seeing it in the ticket count. It's one of the, the, the least bet games, and it's just not – it's not likely for a, it's not typical for a Cowboys game to just not have a lot of action on. So 
Um, the public has the sharp guys haven't weighed in on it yet. Ticket count is dead even, although you know the volume's very low on it. Uh, I I think the Cowboys is probably the play here at at home. Uh, laying the three points, uh, it, you know, if you had to put the gun to my head, I'd probably lay the Cowboys more than take the take the Lions. What are the metrics you're using? The, all the typical ones you mentioned them. The, I mean, I'm not going to go into all of uh, what goes into our power rankings. Uh, it's a it's a it's a formula that just takes a lot of the statistics. Uh, you know, we throw it in. We throw the numbers in. We throw the uh, numbers in after each game each week, and it, sometimes it adjusts their uh, offense and defensive uh, power rankings and overall power rankings, uh, and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, uh, you know, it you know we just throw those numbers in, and it comes spits out a number for us. Is it possible that the Cowboys and Lions could end up being the corner TV game? Uh, looking at the board, I'm thinking it is. Well, wow. Texans and Colts is pretty. Yeah, now Texans and Colts and, and Cowboys and Lions are probably the the ones that are going to be on the corners. Right now, I'm showing in the Action Network app uh, four times as many bets on the Texans and Colts as I'm seeing on the Cowboys and Lions. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You would not expect this. I, I'm looking at the, the, to see what how much action we have and by far the the dolphins and patriots have have the most um and uh followed up by you know jets jaguars but lions and cowboys is far far down the line all right speaking of dolphins and patriots uh patriots seven point favorites over the three and oh dolphins that's a tough one tell me how you come to that decision <laughs> yeah it's kind of the same, the, close to the same number that we, that we would have used, uh, and I know that doesn't probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. In other words, the line would have been right around uh, seven and a half, eight prior to the Patriots losing against the uh, the the Lions and the Dolphins beating the Raiders. So we haven't adjusted either team too much, and this may be a mistake. But again, this goes back to what we think the public is going to be betting more so than what the the, the true line should be. So. That means that the line should really be lower, and the sharp guys are going to pick up on that, and they're going to bet the Dolphins, and uh, the public is still going to lay the big number with New England, even though Miami's 3-0, and and uh, New England coming off two losses. Uh, we know there's going to be a lot of money on New England, so we're going to be on the high side here and go into it knowing that the sharp guys will be on the Dolphins and the public will be on the Patriots. And you're happy to be... Uh on to, to be taking a side here yeah i i i already know that uh I, that the sharp guys are going to take this number they're not going to lay this number um but i'm okay with that because uh i know that the volume on the patriots is going to be tremendous and we're going to need the dolphins regardless so uh, uh you know i i don't like i don't like going to to the lower number so early in the week because then you're allowing the, the public to get a good number as well. We're trying, so we're trying to let the the public lay a worse number early in the week, knowing that it possibly it could come down to six and a half late in the week from the wise guys taking the Dolphins, and then suddenly the uh, the public's getting to lay six and a half instead of seven. You have admitted that you're looking to take advantage of the public. What, what is that about? Look at that. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we just, you know, so if we could, I mean, you, you think about it, like professional bettors are always trying to middle a game. It's possible for a bookmaker to middle the, the public, too. I mean, if you're able to get somebody to lay minus seven early in the week and then get the sharp guys to take plus six and a half later in the week, then you've set yourself up in a pretty good position. Listen, you're in the money-making business. We know that. Yeah, that's the name of the game. All right. Cincinnati uh, is a six-point favorite over the Atlanta Falcons. I'm, I'm sorry. The Falcons are six-point favorites over the Bengals. Um, interesting game. That's an inter- That actually is a really interesting game. It's a weird number to make. I feel like you're right in the middle there. It, it was a tough number to make, too, because we, uh, we were probably a lot higher on the Bengals than we were after, after last week. Uh, but uh, but we still kind of like this Bengals team, just not as much as we like the, the, the Falcons team. And we know uh, the Falcons, similar to the Patriots, that the public's always on this team. Uh, even though even though the Falcons let one up and lost against the Saints last week, and may, maybe that'll slow down some of the betting on the Falcons, but we do know that the money's going to be there. So we want to be a little on the high side. This number's actually coming down as we speak, and I'm actually changing this from uh, six to five and a half. Line as, change? Uh, Got a line as change? As we're moving through this. Line change, yep. <laughs> and I'll tell you the tell you what, what hit on this game more than anything is the uh, the total. We just got rocked on this total uh, and it came in in like a matter of 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have a screen that, that shows all the betting coming in from all the properties. And uh, we were kind of managing a situation on the other side of the room. And when I turned around, the entire screen was just lit up with bets from every property. All wise guys, but just, you know, $500,000 bets just like coming through one after another on the over on the Bengals Falcons. We opened 48 and this thing just ran and we're up to 51 now. So uh, we dropped the ball on the total for sure on this one. Well, no, you didn't. Uh the Falcons' safety was injured in the game, and he's out for the year. Hold on. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, so you didn't drop the ball. The, the wise guys were paying more attention than you. Like So now the Falcons' safety, <laughs> Ricardo Allen, is out for the season with a torn Achilles. So now they're without uh, Keanu Neal, Dion mm-hmm. Jones, and Ricardo Allen. So like they were already getting lit up, right? Like The Panthers lit him up. Yep. The Saints lit him up. Uh, look at what Christian Saints. McCaffrey did yeah. uh, against them in week two. Look at what Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees did in week three. Like, Andy Dalton's not that good, but, you know, like, they've got a good a good enough passing game that this team is is missing 75% of its starting, like, its three best defensive players. And they're still betting it right now, and I'm going down to five as we speak. So I just went from five and a half down to five. Another line change. So it's almost di- like they're listening to you. It's it's almost like yeah, exactly. <laughs> as you're speaking, as I'm speaking. Well, look, like the 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 Bengals defense is still pretty good. Um, they didn't play great this past week. They gave up some big plays, especially in the rushing game, which is not, uh, which is something they usually don't do. But the Falcons' secondary is in bad shape, and so I can see why that total is flying, um, and I can see why guys are coming in on the Bengals. Yep. Yeah, like I said, we dropped the ball. Dropped the ball. 
happens. It happens to the best of you. Scooch, we're going to get to our next game in a second. But first, anyone who listens to the podcast knows that we want to spend our time researching our bets, and we want to spend our money making those bets. That's why everybody is listening to me and Scooch right now. That means we need help feeding ourselves and feeding our families. That's why we love HelloFresh. They've got three plans to choose from. They've got the classic. They've got the veggie. They've got the family. You can look forward to your HelloFresh delivery knowing dinner just got that much easier, which means betting gets that much easier. You won't spend all night in the kitchen because recipes only take about 30 minutes. You can get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door every week for less than $10 per serving and free shipping. I got to tell you, I have been using HelloFresh, and everybody knows that I've got a picky eater in my house who is a teenager. He loves the Southwestern beef tacos. Everybody knows, and everyone who listens to The Favorites knows that I love figs. I have had the figgy balsamic pork, which is delicious. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash Favorites60 and enter Favorites 60. Again, that's a total of $60 off. That's $20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com slash Favorites 60 and enter Favorites 60 to get all this goodness. Let's get back to Scooch. Speaking of goodness. Uh, The Green Bay Packers minus 10 over the Buffalo Bills. This is a strange line. So uh, it, it's a it's a tough one, and especially coming off of that Bills uh, big big win, uh, you wonder if they can put two two in a row together. And uh, we're we're not going to get caught where we're going to just over adjust off of the one game. Uh, we we still know uh, who the public is going to bet. Uh, I, I actually feel pretty good knowing that uh, maybe the, the betting public is going to slow down a little bit. On, uh, I mean, just think of how they would just pound the, the the Packers in this one. Had the Bills gotten destroyed again three weeks in a row, uh, so uh, I, I think I think ten is probably a solid number. I'm, I'm looking at the ticket count and it looks pretty even. So I think we we may have hit it kind of right on the nose on this one. I don't think the I don't think the public knows what to do on this one. Uh, they're probably afraid to lay such a big number, seeing that the Bills just beat another NFC contender. Uh, last week you know decisively so um i i think that it may have just slowed them down to where they're not quite sure what to do here have the wise guys come in at all on the bills because it's such a big number nobody's touched this one yet and most i mean it's all small stuff parlays and teasers and you know a few small straight bets but uh none of the big bets have come in on either side on this one what about the Jags? And We've got them confused. They're not. Yeah, you do. You completely have them confused. Yeah. I don't know what to do in this game. Yeah. I look at that number. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> like, the problem is Aaron Rodgers really can't move, and his offensive line really can't protect him. Yeah, I mean, so that the, everyone's looking at the same thing, and they haven't seen quite enough yet. And so, uh, uh, a couple of teams that have just been like so completely up and down that they they really can't get any consistency out of these teams yet. What about the Jags? And the Jets, seven and a half point favorites, the Jags at home. They were seven and a half point favorites last weekend at home against the Titans. Did not cover. That Titans team, really interesting. Um, why do you make the number seven and a half? Where are the wise guys at this point? Well, we actually made the line nine. 
and the wise guys were all over the Jets. They went went down to eight and a half. They took the eight and a half. We skipped eight, went straight from eight and a half down to seven and a half, which is where we are now. Um, we tried not to over adjust after uh, last week when when the Jags lost. You know, they had the the Jags had the big win against New England, and then I, t- I tell you, there was someone who tweeted during the podcast last week. Do you think the Jags are going to be in for a letdown after the the Patriot game? And I and I remember saying no. I, I don't think at this level that they <laughs> that they would. And it wasn't really in the line making that the, there would be a letdown. So I kept thinking of that tweet last week when I'm watching the Jaguars lose to the to the Titans. But we don't. But we didn't over adjust after the Titans game, and we didn't we, we didn't adjust the Jaguars down any and uh, so that's why we hung the nine and uh, the sharp guys took it right away went down to eight and a half down to seven and a half now Uh, it may be a little on the high side obviously uh, but we we think the public will still lay the Jaguars in this one yeah I think they will too and especially if they're seeing it at seven like what do you think it is by Sunday It'll it'll go back up. Uh, I I think the the sharp guys have taken all the value out of it by now. Um, I, I I don't see it continuing to drop down. I think the public will start to slowly drive it back up, and it'll be it'll be right around eight eight and a half by game time. I want to talk about the Titans because the next game, you know, they're three and a half point home dogs against the Eagles. I got to tell you, man. I feel like I feel like you're hanging a bad line there, a really bad line. Did you open at three, and did that get bet up, or where are you right now? We opened three and a half. You did. Uh, I know some places are actually uh, at four or went up to four. So when you say a bad line, you think that it should be lower, right? Just feels like you like the Titans. Like who's betting it up right now? Is it the public or the wise guys? All public. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm showing 10 to 1. I don't know if you're showing something similar. I'm not. I'm showing, uh, yeah, about that. So this is going to be one of those games like last week where the like the Packers, if you remember the Packers Redskins, where the sharp guys were on the Redskins and the public was on the Packers at minus two and a half on the road or the Patriots Lions, where the public was all over the Patriots at minus six and a half. The wise guys were on the Lions at home. This is going to be the same scenario where the, the public is going to see that this is kind of just the easy automatic win on their parlays and, and everything else that uh, uh, the Eagles should cover this easy Tennessee as good as they are they, they're a team that doesn't get a lot of public attention they don't they don't get a lot of uh, you know national airtime and uh, they, they kind of fly under the radar they're not a publicly kind of followed team uh, so this this sets up as a as a perfect game for the the sharp guys to take the points at home and and the public to, to be a little disappointed uh, betting the Eagles. I will tell you right now, I am going to bet the Titans in this game. And I think we know the reason they haven't gotten sort of any national attention is because of their logo. But I do think that... um, Oh, absolutely. I do think they've done a really nice job upgrading their helmets. I think we've talked about this. Huge fan of what they've done. Huge, huge fan uh, of the new color scheme. I think that's great. I also think that... Do I wait on this? Like, I want to bet the Titans. But do I wait on it because... You think it's going to go even higher than three and a half? Can I get it at four? I, I think so, because I, I think if the sharp guys were going to take three and a half, uh, 
In other words, if they thought it was way too high, they would have already taken it. I think the the sharp guys know also that it's going to be such a public game that they can probably get a much better number later in the week. So I, I see the number going up. You could probably easily get uh, plus four later, or four, maybe even four and a half. When you watch the Titans, like it's astonishing to me that they've won any games because they don't seem to be very good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I know they're... Uh, kind of a tough team to watch. I remember watching them in uh, the first week against uh, Miami, and uh, uh, they impressed me. I mean, Miami came away with the with the win, but uh, uh, they, they, they came out pretty a lot stronger than I, than I thought in that game. That's an interesting one. Really but, interesting uh, Yeah, they're one. tough. To, I, don't, I don't watch them a whole lot. All right, let's next game. Everybody's favorite team, the Cleveland Browns, traveling to Oakland, Oakland is a two-point favorite. This is another one. I've got an opinion on this game. Uh, but tell me where you're at and tell me what's been happening because there's been some some pretty significant movement in this line already. Yeah, uh, we're at the the Raiders are uh, minus two and a half, and we took some Raiders money. We're at two and a half minus 20. Uh, we're probably going to end up at three, and we thought we opened high. I know some places were at one and a half when we opened at two and a half. So um, we... Uh, we're definitely seeing some Raiders money, both sharp and public, both on the same time, at, uh, both on the same side, and uh, not a lot of action on the Browns at all. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's going to get the, the the start here. Uh, he looked really good in the second half uh, against the Jets, and uh, but uh, that that may be one of the deciding factors. But uh, Oakland at three and zero at home against what is one of the, the, the worst teams. Uh, I could understand some of the, the money, but this was a tough one. It's a tough one to make, and uh, but I, the public and the, and the Sharps both are on the same side, and it's, the volume on this one is actually pretty good for, for not having uh, you know uh, a whole lot of money on the game. There's a lot of tickets written on it. It is so, like, they, they're an interesting team, the Raiders, because the wise guys were all over them against the Dolphins. <clears throat> and I couldn't figure out why. Like, the Dolphins, to me, were clearly the better team. They were a short number at home. It just didn't make sense to me that people were coming in on the Raiders. But I am definitely going to bet the Raiders this week. In fact, I, I actually just bet them at uh, minus 2.5, minus 105. But why do you think people were coming in on the Raiders just last week? And, like, what are you, what are you seeing? Like, what, what's what's happening? There? Yeah, well, the... the, the the Raiders are actually just—they're just giving it up in the fourth quarter. There's nothing. There's nothing in the in the games that show that they're—they—they're sh- they're not playing at the level that they should be playing. It's just that they're—they're they're not finishing out the games. They're—they're they're playing really well in the first half. I think they've been up in almost uh, in all three of the, the uh, their games where they were either up or tied in the, the after the first half, and even after the third quarter and then they're just not finishing out the games and that may be just some some adjustments that need to be made on the coaching side but but I think the tools are there uh and you know you look at the this team from they were basically the same team from last year 
with with some really key additions and obviously uh, Khalil Mack and uh, they should be playing much better. They're they're not living up to their potential and the wise guys, like you said, were on them last week and it's usually a few weeks of the wise guys being on them and losing before they finally get off a team. They usually ride them a few weeks in a row. Uh, you can kind of see a trend when you start seeing which teams the the sharp guys are betting each week. So uh, uh, they're they're certainly on them again this week and. Uh, um, I think at just the short number, short. That's another kind of a play. If you're laying less than a, a field goal at home, that's usually a, a, a pretty good play too. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's why I bet it. Just did it. Just did it on my phone. Uh, Seattle. Are you on the Raiders? I'm on the Raiders minus two, and I got them at minus two and a half, minus one hundred five. It's a pretty good number and a pretty good price for me. Okay. Feel good about. I it. I think so. That's you know goes right back to you being that that yeah. Listen, Scooch. Exactly. You, you got to take the. You got to get the best of the number. That's how you keep money in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you. Don't laugh at me. What game are we on? <laughs> You're like I got no time for you. See, we're on Seattle as a three-point favorite <laughs> on the road at Arizona. Yeah, and this was a. I, I'm not crazy about this line. Uh, I understand the money coming in on on the Cardinals here. We we opened Seattle uh, three and a half. Uh, got some early money on on the Cardinals at home plus three and a half. Uh, we went to three minus twenty on Seattle. Actually, we're at three minus twenty still right now. Uh, the public is on Seattle, so so that's a good sign. It'll be another game where. The the public's on one side and the sharp guys are on the other. Anytime you get these short road favorites, uh, we know uh, we talked about it so many times that the, the the general betting public loves to see just short numbers on on these teams on the road, uh, not realizing the the home field advantage is kind of built in there. Um, but uh, the the sharp guys are all over the Cardinals in this one. Um, not a whole lot of. I mean, yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. I don't know. What's your take on this one? Well, you have to bet the Cardinals because all the money is going to be on the road favorite. Like, if I'm going to live believe in my philosophy, I have to do that with the Cardinals. I got to do it with the Giants. I got to do it with the Broncos. Like, there's a whole host of games that I got to do it with. Um, I'm I'm going to have to do it with Tennessee. Uh, you know, I got to. I got to. Scooch. <laughs> You got to. I got to be who I am. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I for no other reason, like, <laughs> I'm not even looking at the teams. I'm just looking at the number. I see the home team is a three-point dog, and I see all the money coming in on the road favorite. Like, I'm going with the Cardinals. Next up, Saints, three and a half against the Giants on the road. Another one. Th- this is another one. This one This one scares me a little bit because the the public just loves the Saints team now after just one win. Uh, you know, I mean, they've got a couple wins, but they didn't look good in the covers. But, uh, uh, man, this this one might be our biggest to, uh, difference in terms of ratio of, of tickets bet uh, Saints to, to Giants. I mean, uh, it's it's crazy right now. The Everybody just is on this uh, Saints team against the Giants. I don't mind needing the Giants in, in in this one. It's just one of those games that's going to be tough. It's an afternoon game, which means the volume's going to be heavier uh, because there's only a few afternoon games. And uh, this looks like it's going to be our biggest afternoon game. And uh, 
boy, I'm just uh, the. We got a couple big bets on the Giants, but just not enough to offset all the parlays and all the the um, teaser money and everything on the Saints in this one. Where are you right now? Saints minus three and a half, and we're we're kind of right there at the opener. Um, haven't haven't moved it yet. I mean, even if the sharp guys take the three and a half, I I don't think I can move go to three on this one. This might actually be another one that closes four just off of public money, and then the sharp guys can take the plus four later in the week. So you're telling me to hold off. If I want to bet the Giants, hold off. If if you're if you're going to bet the Giants, you hold off. And this Giants team, we just can't get a a really good read on. Uh, had some real high expectations on them. Uh, going into the season, first couple games were a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, they finally went win last week, but uh, now they're going up against the Saints team that was picked to be among the, the top in the NFC. So uh, this is going to be a real test for them, obviously. All right, the Los Angeles Chargers are 10.5 point favorites over the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So what was yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo worth? About yep. four points? Uh, four and a half, five and a half, right around there. I mean, it's a pretty big drop down. Um, not not a lot of action. I think most people know he's not playing. So uh, the people that would normally bet the the Niners are just want no part of the game, and everyone else just feels like laying ten and a half with the Chargers just isn't. This will be the afternoon corner game. Uh, there's hardly any any action, any volume on this. Uh, game whatsoever it's hard enough to lay double digits even with teams like the Packers and the Vikings but when you're laying double digits on the Chargers it just uh, that's a tough one to, to take god that sounds horrible but it's probably the right number though I uh, yeah I mean if anything that we'll probably get uh some sharp plays on the plus 10 and a half like you said just on principle but uh uh you know 10 10 is right around the right number I think Sunday night game, Pittsburgh Steelers minus three against the Baltimore Ravens. Seems exactly right. I, I can't think of a reason why to bet it. It, it why, does, yeah. yeah. Nothing to say there. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really felt that Pittsburgh would bounce back last week. That's why, you know, I threw him in on my, my scooch roulette pick. I really, really liked him against Tampa Bay. Um, I felt that the line move uh, wasn't as warranted as, you know, all that. I Maybe we opened it a half point higher last week, the, the Pittsburgh against Tampa. We opened three. Probably should have opened two and a half, but uh, to to see that four and a half, five point line move was just a little a little much. I know Pittsburgh's in a little disarray and still reeling from not having Le'Veon Bell, but uh, uh, it just took some time for this this team to kind of start get clicking. And again, that uh, uh, divisional game, uh, they're both going to be up for this game. We're pretty high on the Baltimore team, too. So, like you said, we're, we're, this line was three even before Pittsburgh won last night. So, the only adjustment is now we're at three minus 20. So, very little adjustment off of last night's game. What are we going to do about the Kansas City Chiefs as five-point favorites on the road at a very good Denver Broncos defense? Very good. Yeah. I I I really like the Broncos here. And I don't mind needing them, and we're we're going to need them for our lungs. You need them for <laughs> because, our lungs. Uh, got to scoot you. And that's saying something. <laughs> we yeah, we we are. This is going to be such a big game. Uh, they've been on the Chiefs the last couple of weeks. Uh, we 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 did well on the Chiefs against the wise guys the first first couple of weeks, and we talked about it last week. We, we have the Chiefs 
rated pretty high, uh, you know, going into the season. We like their and, and Mahomes is just phenomenal. He's playing so well, and the public is just enamored with it. Um, but uh, there's got to be some regression now, and uh, this is the the perfect opportunity going on the road uh, into Denver. The public's going to be all over the Chiefs. I think the wise guys are going to take the Broncos. We're trying not to go too high and get carried away on this one, uh, so that's why we're only seeing four and a half, but uh, this is just the perfect spot for the Broncos. Well, I will tell you something. I just bet the Broncos at plus five and a half, minus 105. I did it while you were talking. Wow. <laughs> Scooch, listen, it's time to play yeah. a little game that we like to call Scooch Roulette. Talk to Sweet. me. Sweet. Tell me what you think. Oh, I go first? Yeah, you go first. I, I do love the Broncos. I do love the Broncos, but I, I'm going to go with the Colts ah! against the Texans. You. Oh, no. Mother forker. <laughs> I asked you if you wanted to go first. No, you didn't. You said, I get to go first. I said, I said you can go first. You oh. said, oh, I get to go first. <laughs> you didn't say, would you like to go first? Yeah, you're right. That's true. Damn it. I wanted that Colts game so bad. Wow. Cause, wow. Because now I'm thinking, like, am I on the Raiders? At, what, what is the uh, Orleans posting it at right now? The famous Orleans? Minus two and a half. The Broncos are at? Plus four and a half. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. What? I will not bet that when I know there are five and a halfs available around the world. So here's what we're going to (laughs) do. Okay. You're at three and a half on the Giants? Yes. I'm not betting the Giants. I will not put my roulette, (laughs) my life on the line for the Giants. I I can't believe you took the Colts. I'm taking the Raiders. Give me the Raiders minus two and a half. Book it, Dano. Raiders minus two and a half. Okay. All right. Nice. That listen, this is a strange week. It it you look at the slate and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of opportunities, and then you go through it in real detail, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of opportunities here. This is a this is a week for the sharps. That's what this is. Well, and and I know a lot of dogs have covered the last couple of weeks, and uh, but there's a lot of home dogs that are look like to be pretty live home dogs. So um, if we if we lose them all, if the favorites all win here, these short favorites, mainly the uh, you know the Seahawks, the Seahawks, the, all the, the Patriots, uh, some of these teams, the the Chiefs. Uh, it, as much as we won the last two weeks, we can give it all back in one week if all these short favorites cover. The Saints. That's another. That's the big one. That's Saints the, against the Giants. The Saints. We're going to be big Giants fans. You are going to be praying. Get it? Yeah. Saints. Saints. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> praying. Praying against the Saints. Praying against the Saints. Uh, Scooch, thanks for coming on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, as everybody knows, this is the favorites from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. We will be back on Friday. Blackjack Fletcher and I will go through the five games that we are going to pick for the Super Contest. We had a winning week last week, three and two. Thank you for listening. Rate, subscribe, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and join us. <laughs>